Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now on Sports Day, a sports update for Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Uh, sports updates are great, Coons. We know that you love sport all around the globe, and we've got a very famous man in the studio with us today, famous for his surname, because Mottram is the surname. No, it's not Craig. It's Seb Mottram from sen.com.au, doing a fantastic job writing a number of articles and, uh, I guess, manning the desk. Seb, welcome to you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for being thanks for having me here. Good to have you here. Now, the first thing is um, you wrote an article. Uh, when was it? Was it yesterday? Or the day? It was yesterday about Cam Bancroft. And I want to ask you, what the topic, what what the background for that article was, and why you came to write it? I, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, well, Tommy, we talked about this before. I published it yesterday, and I think it's just it's the forgotten narrative of playing Bancroft's potential test return. And what it, it's really getting at is the fact that Bancroft didn't take the chance to speak to the microphone. They said, "Good man." Yeah, Bancroft didn't take the chance to clear his teammate's name when he had the chance to in 2021. So he's the only Australian cricketer who spoke at length on this on yep. this topic, really, and didn't deny. The chance, or when given the chance, didn't deny the fact that Cam Bank, that the bowlers essentially yeah. didn't know about the ball tampering saga from back in South Africa in 2018. Yeah. So in he, the had the ch- he had the chance and he, had, he didn't take it, did he? He had the chance. So he, he, let me just get up his direct quotes here. He said, Look, I think it's probably pretty self explanatory when referring to if the bowlers knew about that plan. So, mm. um, do you, think you, a, do you just keep him out of the test team? Well, I, I wouldn't say it does, but I just think it's a fascinating narrative to follow and one that we haven't really talked about as much. Um, if he does replace David Warner, how does he fit back into that dynamic? Because what I'm, I'm really talking about is that team or this team that we've got now is so tightly knit. Um, we know that they've got the barrage from the media. We've got, yeah. they've got the barrage from past players, and this is still a team that is is um yeah it's it's ridiculously close and being united by Pat Cummins' leadership. So the fact that um that Bancroft might be different to that, or it's just an interesting narrative to watch, in my opinion. What are your thoughts, Kearns? <laughs> well. Uh... It's not great. It's not ideal for him, given that you know we, we speak so often about David Warner coming into retirement soon. Usman Kawaja, although he's feeling refreshed at the moment, doesn't have a hell of a lot of Test cricket left in front of him. So there's a potential of two opening spots for Australia coming up in the next you know couple of years, and there's there's only really three or four names that we speak about continually. And uh, with Cam Bancroft being one of those. Just even if it, I mean, he's obviously still scarred from from that incident, or else he he would have just played the straight bat to it and said, "Look, that's you know, it's it, it's gone. It's years ago. I've moved on. I want to I want to get on with my life." But he just left that door ajar, didn't he? Yeah, for slightly us to, ajar. To, for us to kick it open now and to speak about it. But it, it, it's amazing that we are what five five and a half years on, and we still 
haven't got to the bottom of this story. Well, that's Tom, it, Tom. you need like, to be working harder on this. Tom, you were talking about this earlier in the week when James Erskine came on. The fact that yeah. we don't know the full story yet, maybe we never will move past it until we don't know the full story. Yeah, I mean, my, my view on the my view on it is um, is pretty strong and consistent, and that is that yeah, no, they didn't know that Bancroft was involved, but the bowlers and everyone knew that Warner was illegally. Um, uh, you know, altering the condition of the ball before that. And that's why the terms of the um, Cricket Australia investigation were so narrow. They didn't ask whether this had happened before, whether, whether Warner had done anything before. It was just whether Bancroft had attempted to do something in that moment. And there's a reason for that. They didn't want to know what happened before. Mm. They didn't want to know what was happening in the 17-18 Ashes. And the other, other narrative here, Coons, is that uh, in the uh, BBL coming up, Cam Bancroft and David Warner are both at the Sydney Thunder. So they could be playing for the same team. I know they played together in the 2019 Ashes, but something doesn't quite sit right, does it? No, I, I agree. It's just, and it's not to say that Cam Bancroft doesn't deserve a place or shouldn't be picked. That's, that's not at all what no. I'm saying or what I've written. But um, it's just it's one to watch, and it's one that they're going to have to field questions on over the summer. Because yep. Bancroft, so Warner's going to finish up after Sydney as well. Yep. So there's two tests against the West Indies that, that Cam Bancroft's going to be uh, right in the mix for. Mm. It's always been a, a clicky group, the Australian cricket team, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Like it? It has its groups that sort of stick together. What's Pat Cummins like do we, in, in terms of, of that as a leader? Does he have his, his favourites, his boys? Because, I mean, if, if that is true and the, the fast bowling fraternity, they're all going to stick together. Like, yeah. how, how is he in all of this? Well, I think Pat Cummins is an incredibly cohesive leader uh, and he brings people together. He's very different to many other Australian captains that have... Um, been in his shoes in the past because he's not as hard-nosed, probably doesn't have the grunt that a lot of other, like the Ponting or Steve Warrior, Alan Border has. But this is not to say that he's not competitive. This is not to say that he's uh, extremely strong-willed in what he does. But he's got a different style, and that's why him and Andrew McDonald suit each other. And there's a great article in today's age by Dan Bredick about the way that um, the new regime, McDonald and McCummins, have brought people together. You know, they don't do team warm-ups. They look after themselves so they're ready to go. They rest players to look after their Kawhi's emotional mental health. happy about that, isn't he? Very happy. I think team warm-ups are ridiculous. Um, Seb, uh, there is... You know, I love digital traffic. I love to know what articles are doing what. Yep. You know, Kane Corns is not here at the moment, so you've had to, find, had to fill the void somehow. Adam Cooney's helped to fill that. What are the highest-rating articles of the last seven days on sen.com.au? Yeah, so Coons, you might be our long-term Kane replacement going <laughs> forward. Because no, the, got uh, some traction, have I? Uh, the, top, the top traffic article of the week was uh, Adam Cooney's predictions for the top eight in 2024. <laughs> All positive, too, I've heard from the feedback. That's great. Uh, well, great content. So it fits in well as well because in our... Uh, fan survey, which we've had over 60,000 responses to, Secure was widely tipped to be the biggest slider by 45% of fans, and you had him out of your eight as the top eight as well. Do you stand by that, Coons? Well, I have to stand by that now, given you gave me 16 seconds to come up with a top eight, Tom. <laughs> I had four. I had 14 teams in there that I thought are a good chance to make the eight, and you made me slice them down on air when I had no preparation let me, to do it whatsoever. Let me tell you this, Coons. <laughs> let me tell you this, Coons. If I'm driving along and someone lists the 14 teams that could play finals next year, I'm changing the channel. I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion. So I'm glad you well, gave it. And you can also you could always change it before the start of next season as well. Look, Ross is a genius, and I can change it 10 times. 
times before the start you of the season. You can do whatever you want. And <laughs> at the end of the day, in this time next year, no one's going to give a stuff about what I said 12 months ago. That's anyway. true. So, you know, Ross Lyon's a genius. I understand that. But I'm just not quite sure they've, they've still got the, the cattle to get it done. So yeah. you never know. They could slide into the eight. But everyone, you know, everyone improves. Yep. Teams jump up. Essendon could be in there. I did pick uh, the Suns to, to make it in the eight. That was my, uh, well, well, not really a smoky prediction. I just think it's time yep. for them and this football club to step up. They're, they're young midfield now is at an age and a, and a profile where they should be dominating yep. games. They're getting into that now. Good key forwards, solid key defenders, So, um, and a pretty good coach has come on board. So yeah, there's no excuses for the Suns this, this uh, season coming up. I agree. I think the break-even is eight or better, and if they finish ninth or lower, I think it's probably a fail for the Suns. Uh, speaking Sack of, Hardwick. <laughs> just, get, just, just clip up that, please. Sack Hardwick and put that on your, uh, <laughs> on your audio list. Um, Seb, the, both South Australian clubs have been pretty active in terms of uh, list management over the past 24 hours. What, what have you got to tell us there? Yeah, so both Adelaide and Port Adelaide made signings today. Luke Pedler, two more years until 2026, and the same with Ollie Lord. So they were already contracted for 2024 and have added another two years, which pretty uh, pretty positive news. I'd say that they extend a year out, Coons. Yeah, Ollie Lord, I like him as a player. He was, you know, floated when it came to uh, trade radio. We do float most players uh, in the no, league you didn't, you didn't float, you two didn't, and a half weeks. You didn't float them, Coons. Geelong wanted him for Radical oh, there you go. That, that was yeah, that, that was part of the discussion. Yeah. But I, I think he's got a huge future. I mean, we saw him um, dominate periods of, of a final, and, and if, I think he kicked four uh, in his first final there uh, this year. So uh, he can play, likes the big stage, didn't have a great follow-up uh, week after that, unfortunately. But um, if you can do it in a final, you can do it um, in the future. And I, I think he's got some good footy ahead of him, given that Charlie Dixon's body is as cooked as mine. Yeah, well, Jared Healy's got big raps on Ollie Lord as well. I think earlier this year when Charlie Dixon was out, he was saying that Lord can almost keep him out of his... Keep, keep Charlie Dixon out of his team. Like That's how well that Ollie Lord was playing. And that game against Melbourne that um, he slid in against Jake Lever, I think he kicked a few goals. Tom had a big impact in that. Yeah, in well, that, Port, um, well, Port really rated him. And to the point where not only were Port rejecting Geelong's advances for him last year in the trade period, but they were saying, we're going to re-sign him as well. So th- th- they were never going to trade him for any deal involving Ruddy Galea and certainly not any deal involving uh, Brandon Zach Thatcher. I love free kick ladders. Um, you had some content on that as well. Yeah, so um, Andrew Sleverson's written the free kick ladder from 2018 to 2023, and I'll, I'll grab that one up, Tom. It's been sorry, it's been a um, yeah. So that was our second highest rating piece of the uh, the week. And Coons, yeah. could you want to have a guess at who who finished on top? Oh, is it the, free, is it the it, Bulldogs. Is the free kick ladder the team that receives the most free kicks? Is so we, we've got about? the most free kicks. We've got the least free kicks. We've got anything you could possibly want okay. on uh, on all the free kick ladders. So. Okay. Dogs or Collingwood to have the most. Yeah. That's a fantastic call. Yeah. Best differential, Western it? Bulldogs, plus 273 really? since the year 2019. And Richmond, the yeah. worst? I think I, Richmond was the worst, yeah, just off Richmond the top of my worst. head. And that would just play Mine, into the, to the Tigers fans, the nothing oh, Not just the worst, though, Tom. The worst by almost 200 free kicks over yeah. this period. Minus 331, Hawthorne minus 143. So what does that tell you? That's they've got poor tackling technique and their ground ball techniques poor as well because they're giving away free kicks. <laughs> Tigers fans, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> Let us know. Hit up uh, hit up Seb's uh, Twitter. Yeah, Seb at Seb Mottram at sen.com.au. Uh, finally, ton for Matt Renshaw today, and he brought up his fifty actually earlier with a seven. Were you watching it at the time? Yeah, I saw a seven. So <laughs> it was a. Can you remember the last time you saw a seven, Tom? No, I've never seen a seven. He played a, he played a cover drive and they ran three, then four overthrows to bring up his 50. And the four overthrows were from the bowler's end, essentially. Yeah. He was standing just at the, the follower's stump. So to, 
But that's why happened. did he throw the ball with such ferocity when the, the both players were in their crease? That's what I want to know. It's Pakistan it's Coons. What you got to understand with Pakistan <laughs> cricket is they do bizarre things on the cricket field, and often it's quite <laughs> negative. Often it's all over the place. In your view, what's your pecking order, Seb, for the next test opener when you've got Harris, Renshaw, and also Bancroft? It's a great question. I had Bancroft as the clear leader, I think, especially with his... We, given his shield average, far better than Renshaw and, and Harris this season. But I don't think that would be enough to change the selector's opinion at, at this stage. But I still have Bancroft number one. But yep. maybe Renshaw jumps into number two. Oh, Harris down to three. Uh, maybe, medal. maybe. I mean, he struggled this shield season, but he was the next man in during the Ashes. They're all different coons because Harris was the next man in for so long. Bancroft is in the best form and Renshaw is, um, has, has, is the one who's made the ton in the Prime Minister's eleven. Well, the, the spot was there for Will Pukowski, and we know the issues that he's had, but he's back playing cricket now as well. If it is if it is another 12 months down the track, um, could we see Will Pukowski just bolting if he keeps making runs? Yeah, well, we'd love to see it, wouldn't he? Will, I was a, um, a Brighton Grammar boy and went to school with Will a couple of years below him. A Brighton Grammar boy, eh? Yep, yep. Nut Brighton, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> went, to, went to school with Will, and it was great to see him. He was earmarked for a test opener from... The age of 15, 16, Were you there the day that he got concussed at footy training? No, I didn't see that. No, because that was his first concussion at footy training. I think someone's knee hit him in the head and, you know, he's had several since. Seb, anything else for us? Any other news around today? I saw Ange Postacoglu this morning had a bad result for Tottenham Hotspur. Disaster for disaster for Ange. But I was really fascinated by the John Rahm news, Tom. Yes. I reckon that really rocks Tell the us. world. Well, John Rahm's defected to Live Golf from the PGA Tour. He'd, he'd previously been very defensive of. He was pre- very pro, pro-PGA, pro-PGA Tour, anti-Live. And the, uh, the fact that he's now now um, now joined joined live live golf coons is is fascinating for a contract worth seemingly upwards of four hundred fifty mil. It's, it's uh, remarkable. Coons, before you we get your thoughts on John Rahm defecting to live, this is what he had to say when he was I guess criticising live and saying he'd always stay on the PGA tour. Shotgun three days to me is not a golf tournament, no cut. It's that simple. Uh, I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years. Like, will our lifestyle change if I got 400 million? No, it will not change one bit. Truth be told, I could retire right now with what I've made and I'd live a very happy life and not play golf again. So, and for a lot of people, I'm not gonna lie, those next three, four years are worth basically their, their retirement plan they're giving them. It's a, it's a very nice compensation to then retire and sail off to the sunset. Nah, it's one of the all time great receipts, Coons. Oh, what a what sort of lifestyle are you living if 450 mil isn't going to change it? <laughs> <laughs> the bloke's won over 100 million already, Coons. Yeah. I mean, it reaches oh, a point well, where just... another zero doesn't make a difference, I would have thought. Yeah. Well, you could, I reckon you could you could dispose of 100 mil in 10 years, I reckon, if you lived I'm a sure really you could. Lifestyle. I think people like Seb and me who are quite happy to stay in the background and just live our suburban lives and look after our families would be yeah, uh, but then you're, less you're inclined. 400 and, you're 450. Uh, if you invest a little bit of that, then that could last forever. I would be you a never, keen observer to see how you spend 100 mil though, Coons. I would <laughs> love to click, watch that. Click your fingers and 100 mil's gone like that. I think you'd be the size of a house, Coons. I think you <laughs> size of a small village. Seb, fantastic work. We'll see your writing on sen.com.au and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Stay, nice, with, stay with us. More sports day after this.